This podcast was brought to you by Business Radio, powered by Wharton, originally airing on Sirius XM. You're listening to Dr. Dawn on Careers on Business Radio. Welcome to Dr. Dawn on Careers on Sirius XM 132. This is your host, Dr. Dawn Graham. And in my day job, I lead career coaching for the executive MBAs at the Wharton School. I'm also a licensed psychologist, former corporate recruiter, and author of the book, Switchers, How Smart Professionals Change Careers and See Success. So the Federal Trade Commission has said that over $40 million has been lost to COVID-19-related scams. And since the pandemic's effect fully began to be felt in mid-March, the Better Business Bureau has reported nearly 8,000 job listing scams in the U.S. alone. That's an increase of about 8% compared to the same period last year, and that's only the ones that have been reported. So this week, I'm very excited to welcome Anna P. Murray to the show to talk more about this and what you can do to protect yourself. Anna is a nationally recognized technology consultant, speaker, and blogger who owns a successful software development company, eMedia, and she is the author of the critically acclaimed The Complete Software Project Manager, and her latest novel, Greedy Heart, is a romantic thriller with a savvy tech heroine, and that was just released in April. Welcome to Dr. Dawn on Careers, Anna. Let's get right to it. So many people are online 24-7 right now since the pandemic hit earlier this year. Tell us a little bit about what you're seeing in terms of online and virtual scams, Anna. Well, it's great to be here, Dawn. And I think that we are in an environment, you know, psychology is so much a part of online scams. And you want the scammers and the hackers want to catch people in that moment where they're not thinking. We all have a moment in our lives where we're not thinking and you think, why did I do that? From, you know, putting the ice cream in the oven to, you know, whatever, watering your dog instead of your plant. You know, you're just distracted because you're stressed. So in the COVID environment, we have an ideal Petri dish of people doing all kinds of new things that they hadn't done before, working from home, your pencil's not where you thought it was and very stressed. Maybe they've lost a job. Maybe their spouse has lost a job. Maybe they don't know if if their company is going to succeed or not. So all of this creates just a really ripe environment for scammers. I think they're getting more sophisticated or maybe like you said, I love that you're bringing psychology into this because I'm a licensed psychologist and this is always the, the interesting side for me. But I think you're right. We are definitely are more distracted. But I think now that scammers know we're online 24-7, we're, we're, we're getting, um, they're, they're putting more effort into it. I mean, I receive emails from Apple saying, you know, thank you for buying XYZ. And it looks completely real. And I know I didn't buy it. <laughs> And like the one little thing that, that points it out to me is that some, some trademark at the bottom that, that's really not even visible. And if you're not paying attention, and I'm not even talking like just regular attention, I'm talking like exquisite attention, we're all going to fall for these. 
Yeah, you know, without knowing a few basic, uh, there are a few basic things we'll get to in a minute that, that can get kind of prevent you, sort of be your vaccine, so to speak, against, against this. But for sure, these, these scams are very sophisticated. There are websites that, that mimic the Small Business Administration to get people to go there to apply for their loans there. There are fake uh, job recruitment. Uh, there's the reports of job recruitment happening where one woman who lost money through the scam, you know, she went through several rounds of actual interviews. <laughs> so there are sites that, that mock of, of, you know, well-known brand sites with job listings. I think the bottom line is the rule has now changed. It used to be, oh, come on, Anna and Dawn, open your eyes and take a careful look at the URL or take a careful look at the email addresses. You know, in two seconds, you can understand, hmm, there's something wrong here. If you're just relying on your eyes, especially if you're distracted, that is not going to do it. I agree with you. And I've even sent, I've even sent a few to my web developer and I said, you know, I, I think this is a scam, but it's really hard to tell. And he, he's gotten back to me and said, you know, it was even hard for me to tell. And I totally might've fallen for this if, you know, I had not known what I know about technology. So I think, I think we do need to be incredibly careful right now in this environment, which is why I'm so glad we're speaking with you today, Anna, because I think this is going to be really helpful, especially considering the increase in scams that we're seeing. And if you're just tuning in, you're listening to Dr. Dawn on Careers on channel 132. I'm your host, Dr. Dawn Graham, and we're excited to have Anna P. Murray with us on the show today, talking about what you can do to protect yourself from these online scams. And I definitely want to talk about the career aspect, because that's definitely what the focus of this show is. And we know so many people, Anna, have lost their jobs and are, you know, we're hearing all about how, you know, unemployment stimulus is going away and the rent protection is going away and all this, which is just increasing anxiety. And so when you see something online that looks like the perfect job, it's really easy to want to believe it. So what are some of those things that people need to recognize when they're, they're doing an online job search? Well, the, the first thing is that uh, to be aware, and this, so you're, thanks to you for doing this show, to be aware that employment-related scams are either at the top or nearing the top of the current scam environment these days. So just the fact that the people who are job hunters just might not even know, if not reading the cybersecurity headlines, you might not even know that this is a really, really uh, popular vector for scammers right now. So some of it is happening through unsolicited inbound communication and people posing as recruiters, which explains the inbound. And some of it has to, is, uh, it might be a job posting for a well-known brand. So sort of two areas where this can happen. But the and, the, and the net result of these online scams is generally speaking, a, what's called a, um, a money mule scam, I'll talk about that in a second, or a harvesting of your information scam. So the first one is that you see this posting, it generally has a very generic title like, customer service rep or administrative assistant. So it's not 
that's your first tip off. Like it's not super corporate lingo. You know how some titles are super specific. And then you get into an interaction where you start to there. So, well, let me fill out this form. It's online. Fill out this form with your, your name and your social security number and your bank information so we can wire you money. All of that, now you have just, the trap has just closed when you get all of that information. Yeah, never give money in any form or fashion or access to any personal information. I think that that has to be cemented into everyone's head. Never, never, never. There's no reason. There's no reason until you're hired and you filled out all the legal paperwork. And I was going to say you're sitting at the desk, but most of us are not sitting at the desk, which is why, Anna, I think it used to be that work from home was one of those, oh, that's probably a scam. But now everybody's working from home. So that's pretty common. So some of those, those general things um, aren't even red flags anymore. That, that's, that's correct. And, and truly, I think that people get confused. We all know when we have jobs and you go for your first day on the job, you go to the HR office and you fill out. And indeed, you give them a lot of personal information. So that's kind of somewhere in the back of your mind. Just remind yourself that that didn't happen in the interview. (laughs) You weren't giving people your social, you give your social security number on a forum to your company because you're signing up for healthcare or whatever have you. So definitely don't give personal information, bank routing information, any of that to somebody you don't know. The next thing to remember is that a lot of these employment scammers do uh, this odd check over payment thing. So um, maybe they are telling you you're going to have to buy some computer equipment, et cetera. Now, this sounds like a you know, really good deal um, rather than, which would be the normal thing, filling out, we need you to have this kind of equipment. You buy it, you fill out an expense report and get, you get reimbursed. That would be the thing that happens in the normal world. What's happening in the scam world is that somebody is offering their new quote unquote employee, a $4,000 check for expenses or whatever. The check, and it's an overpayment, and they may even tell you this is an overpayment. You're gonna have to buy a bunch of equipment, we want you to be covered, here's the check. It goes into your account, initially it clears, so you think, great. Then they ask you to transfer money out of the account, or maybe they're asking you to purchase equipment from this particular site, which of course they're also in control of. And then your bank calls you five days later and says the check was a fake. It cleared and then the money, and then it was discovered to be a fake. And this happens on Craigslist too a lot when, you know, you see these types of scams. But then again, when you you put that psychology piece in, which is why I'm so glad you brought that up, Anna, of of feeling anxious and you've lost your job and this seems legit and and the companies these these scammers do a great job of looking legit online i mean again it used to be that there were obvious spelling errors and grammar errors and some of that's still happening but but most people have learned to kind of quickly wipe those away but but now they're doing a really great job of looking legit yeah it's it's really they the scammers and the hackers have really become literal professionals. I mean, this is a, this is a profession in the world here for making money. And, you know, when you're in a distracted frame of mind, you, you really are far more vulnerable. Most of us are a lot less smart than we think we are when we're really super anxious and distracted. Mm -hmm. 
So yeah, technology and that which makes people anxious already since, you know, many of us have a baseline understanding of what it is and, you know, things seem legit. So you add that layer on top of it. And most scammers know that people have a very basic understanding of tech. And the other factor, psychological factor that comes into it is if you are feeling a little bit desperate in your life because you've lost a job or whatever it might happen to be, you can't, you know, you, you had a small business, but now you can't pay the rent, whatever it happens to be. Um, when you're in that frame of mind, you actually sort of want to believe that this good thing is happening. Mm -hmm. So you're, you're fighting your own wish that it's true. And you don't want a wet blanket. You're, you're, you can feel the relief flooding in. It's like, oh, I got approved for the SBA loan. I thought that would never happen. Just go over there and fill out such and such. Um, you want to believe. Hey, if you're just tuning in, you're listening to Dr. Dawn on Career, Series XM 132. We're here speaking with Anna Marie about how you can avoid these scams, particularly career and job search scams that are increasing as more and more people are online and losing their jobs and are distracted. So what can people look for? I know one of the ways, Anna, that people can kind of uh, see if this is legit is, is doing a deep Google search. Are they, do they have a legit website? Are they on LinkedIn? Do they have legit followers on LinkedIn and communications going around on LinkedIn? So, so is there, I guess, a paper trail, but more or less a digital trail to their legitimacy? What else can people do? Uh, so there's, there's a couple of, you know, rules of thumb that you just have to keep in mind, which is anything that is incoming to you is by its nature suspicious. Now, I think we, we, we've, in, we've internalized that to some degree. Like you get a call and it's like, hi, your chase card is blah, blah, blah. You're like, oh, no, <laughs> my chase card is not whatever. And, and the tip off by now, we've all been drowning in marketing uh, phone calls, is somebody calls you. So if it's inbound communication, it arrives out of the blue in your inbox or it arrives out of the blue on your telephone, it is, it, question it. So number one, question inbound communication. Number two, resist the urge to click. Yes. If it's inbound and you're clicking and, and, and do not do the following. You're on the phone with your boss or somebody else, some other important person, and you're secretly combing through your inbox and some headline grabs and you're clicking before you know it. This is the, this is the definition of distraction. Multitasking, it's very bad. <laughs> Multitasking, we all do it, but if you combine that with an unknown or surprising email and you click, you're in real deep trouble. The third thing to keep in mind is if any little hair goes up in your neck or alarm flag goes off, there is always another way to get in contact with someone who's legitimate. Okay, Chase called you. Guess what? Hang up the phone, turn my card around, get the 1-800 number and dial it because outbound is always safe. Go, if you, if you think, if somebody is saying, well, this is a major brand and we're getting contractors for that major brand, go to that major brand's website, type it in outbound, typey typey into the, into the URL, and then look, it up, look up their job postings. Huh, nothing even similar. Call their HR department saying, I, I think I'm being scammed 
by someone using your name. If you don't think you're going to get through with that line, you'll get through. So there's always a backdoor, another way around. Maybe it is real, but if it is real, ask the person on the phone for their postal address and the phone number where you can reach them. Ask for a reference for another person who's gotten a job with this, let's say, recruiter. Once you start to do just one or two things that do the end around, if you can see my hand, it's like going through the back door, you will very quickly expose for yourself whether this is a scam. Yeah, and I know we're all busy, but this is one place not to be lazy, Anna, because it can definitely save your, your finances, your bank accounts. It can save a lot, and I think it's really, really important. And I love that advice. It's an easy thing. Anything inbound, turn it around and make it outbound. <laughs> that is perfect advice. And I would also say if you are subject to a scam, definitely report it to the Federal Trade Commission because they need to understand what's going on out there so they can mitigate this and help people to avoid these in the future. So, hey, you're just tuning in. You're listening to Dr. Dawn on Career, Sirius XM 132. We are talking to Anna P. Murray, who is uh, the owner of eMedia, a software development company and author of the books, The Complete Software Project Manager, and her latest novel, Greedy Heart, which is a romantic thriller, a savvy tech heroine. We're talking all about how you can avoid online scams, particularly related to the career search. Now, I always say, Anna, that applying online is the worst way you can get a job anyway, that you should definitely be going through your network to source those those hidden jobs and to source those opportunities that'll never make it to the public. So, so that's another way to kind of avoid some of these scams. But that's also another way to check out if some of these are legit opportunities. Because if you have a robust network and you can reach out to somebody and say, hey, I was contacted by such and such a company. And they say, well, that's strange because we've been in a hiring freeze and that's not happening, then that's another great way. So don't, don't, don't ignore your network when it comes to trying to figure out if something's a scam. So um, one of the things that's kind of really interesting right now related to the pandemic, Anna, is that we're hearing more and more about this tracking software for our phones in order to manage the spread and trace contact and and all this and personally i think this is terrifying not because i'm doing anything nefarious as a matter of fact the app would probably say hey don get a life but i feel like in terms of our privacy you know this is recording where we go who you're with how long you're in certain places and i get the the reasoning behind the you know control of the spread of COVID-19, but I think there's a lot of other things we have to consider on the other side regarding data, privacy, and, you know, just general privacy. What are your thoughts on this? You know, my thoughts on it are, at the moment are, are really mixed. Um, on the one hand, we, you know, it's so interesting how, how deeply it's tied to the subject matter we were just talking about, because you know, everybody's using this phrase, don't waste a crisis, you know, don't waste a crisis to make change, don't waste a, you know, this is a moment where we all are willing to do things that we might not otherwise have done. And that, for example, after 9-11, you know, I think people have had mixed feelings about the, the broad reaching effects of the Patriot Act. So we're in another mode right now, and I, I don't know if your listeners know how these apps work, but you, you, they, you, report your COVID positive status to the app, 
COVID positive or COVID negative status of the app. You allow the app to track you physically in space and the map. And you also allow your Bluetooth to be open to other phones who have this app installed. That way, I'm looking at the happy path now, software term happy path. The happy path is someone comes into contact with you, they don't know you, they get an alert that they have been in contact with a COVID positive person. Your details are not never disclosed to that person. So far, I think that that's the 99% of how these apps are, are uh, um, advertised to work. The problem is not that, I don't think that what's likely to happen is that person's gonna get your name or he, you're gonna get her name, although we all know about the data breaches. The problem is that the app maker and owner now has an enormous database of where you are, your health status, and you know, I think we're all getting a little anxious about oligarchs and government and privacy and people not really taking privacy seriously and hacks of the you know uh, of federal government employees. So giving you know the the experience. So I think that somebody saying no, really secretly trust us, trust us, your data is secure. Eh, that argument's wearing kind of thin now. Yeah, I, I don't feel like, I mean, you hear all the stuff about Facebook and we're all just putting things online without really thinking too much about it. But we're also hearing now more about facial recognition software and it being used in a variety of ways that it wasn't designed to be used. So I really do think people are kind of torn between, hey, yeah, I want to be on these social media platforms because I know it can be helpful to my career or to my relationships or, you know, my business, whatever it is. But the flip side is basically every, every company asks you to click this I agree statement that's probably 80 pages long that nobody reads, which says we're sharing your data. Yeah, it's, it is just the wild west out there. And the, the, the role that government might have taken to understand and regulate really has been ceded to the big tech companies, Google, Facebook, Twitter, et cetera. You know, with regard to the use of technology and contact tracing, I think, I think the thing for me, and I'm just speaking personally now, that makes me feel torn is before we have a vaccine, tracing infected people and tracing down contacts is the number one thing we probably need to do to control the spread and get our lives back to normal. And the, the way that the apps function, the way I just described, you can see how powerful that would be. That would, if everybody had this, and let's say that there was some, you know, very benevolent technology leader in the, in the sky, you know, Dumbledore came down and invented this, I mean, we trust Dumbledore and everybody had it, you know, it, almost a snap of the fingers, the problem would be solved. You would know if you were exposed, you would know if you were in proximity to someone. So it is super tempting to think, gosh, that would really solve the problem. But the, but the cost is so steep in terms of the potential risk to yourself, to society, because as you note with AI and, and facial recognition, once this genie is out of the bottle, it does not go back in, ever. And I think that's what, what's been kind of hammered into all of us is that once something's out there online, it's out there forever. And so once you're talking about disclosing health information or other personal information, I mean, I, I, and I need to just need to think of a product before it shows up as an advertisement. <laughs> 
and that to me is 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 terrifying. It's more terrifying. And I'm like, I don't ever want to buy that because I, I don't know what is happening here. But um, yeah, so I think there's going to be a lot of debate around that, a lot of debate around privacy. And, you know, unfortunately, with every new technology that comes out for the good, there's these, these scammers who are looking for ways to use that in a nefarious way to benefit um, financially, which is, which is kind of why we need to continue this conversation for sure, Anna. And we so appreciate you taking the time to be with us today on Dr. Dawn on Careers. Where can people reach you if they want to learn more information about you, your company, or your books? The easiest way is to go to AnnaPMurray.com. Fantastic. Thank you so much, Anna, for your time today. We really appreciate it. And hey, if you're just tuning in, you are listening to Dr. Dawn on Careers on SiriusXM 132 to stay current with our upcoming shows, get insightful tips on your job search, and find out what you need to be doing to manage your career. Be sure to follow me on Twitter at Dr. Don Graham. For more insight from Business Radio, please visit businessradio.wharton.upenn.edu. Thank you.